0: From
1: WJFF Radio Catskill, this is Close to Home. The podcast that explores the people, issues, and institutions in the Catskill Mountains, the heart of small-town America. We're your hosts, Leif Johansson and Nate DePaul.
0: Nate, hello. Hey, Leif. How are you? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm busy. I'm tired. I mean, we're calling at almost 10 o'clock at night right now. So I guess being tired is maybe to be expected.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, par for the course at at this time of night. (laughs) But um,
0: guess where I went last week?
1: Where where did you fly over to?
0: Well, I didn't fly over to anywhere, but I did go to a place where people fly to. (laughs) Mm. So last week I had the opportunity to go in person and this was my first in-person interview since I started close to home almost two years ago now, which was awesome but I had the opportunity to go to the Sullivan County Airport
1: that's really interesting because you know as, as a Sullivan County resident, I don't think I've ever been to the Sullivan County Airport in my entire life I, I know about it and I, I know where it is and I've driven past the entrance many many times but i never i never gave it much thought because you know anyone who is is flying you know anytime i would take a little even a short flight i would at the very least probably go up to albany or or for a longer flight i would drive down to newark
0: right exactly and that's because for most people you can't really fly into or out of the sullivan county airport because all of the flights that arrive and depart from That airport are either private planes, and I'm going to take a wild guess that you do not own a plane, Nate. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Or they're chartered flights where you would have actually booked a flight just for yourself and your family or you and your friends to go somewhere specific out of that airport. So obviously, the vast majority of people all over the world don't fly like this. We fly on big commercial airlines where we can minimize the cost that we're paying for a ticket because it's a scheduled flight and there's lots of other people on that flight, which brings down the cost of each individual's ticket. But instead, from the Sullivan County Airport, people pay thousands of dollars for chartered flights into and out of that airport.
1: That's really interesting. I mean, you would county... Like Sullivan, which is not too populous, wouldn't really need something like that, which almost seems more like a more like a luxury airport than anything else. Do do a lot of other places have small private airports like that?
0: Yes. And the airport itself is not private. It's actually an entity of Sullivan County. If you go on the Sullivan County government's webpage, the airport is one of their divisions. And so This is run in in large part by taxpayer dollars. And so when I was going to the airport, this was something that was really on my mind. Why are taxpayers like you and I paying for a service that is only available to the very wealthy? All right, so I'm in the car on the way over to the Sullivan County International Airport. And I think the biggest question I have in my head is, what public purpose does this airport have these days? I mean, I don't think you can get a flight through a a, a major airline out of the out of the Sullivan County International Airport or into it. And I'm wondering, you know, how much this is costing us. As as a county, and as taxpayers, and and how it's kind of benefiting us as a community. So, in going to the airport, I had the opportunity to speak to the Sullivan County Airport Superintendent James Arnott, and he actually had a lot to say about this. Okay.
2: Every ten years, the New York State Department of Transportation puts out a study uh, called economic impact of aviation and they review every airport in the state. Hmm. Now the last one that was done was done in 2010 the 2020 are the ones that we're waiting right but I, I should have showed you this now do you think Sullivan County is a richer or poorer county than Orange County?
0: It's a poorer county than Orange County.
2: So if we were to look at the economic impact of the Orange County Airport, it should be greater than the economic impact of the Sulva County Airport, right?
0: Yeah, in theory. And, and and this
2: is 10 years ago. This is before the Auto Club. Hmm. This is before the casino. This is before the water park. The Orange County Airport had an economic impact. Just five, my- five nine, almost $6 million, right? Right. That's good. <laughs> what do you think
0: Sylvan Counties would be? $26,473 million. million $26, four hundred seventy three thousand million? How? How is that possible?
1: How, well,
0: how is so it How possible? do they calculate that output? They calculate that output by
2: a variety of things. One thing is the, is the cumulative wealth of the county. Okay. All of the businesses uh, combined and, 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 and how it interacts... Uh, uh, with with the other areas of the state. Now, I'm expecting that the new report that's going to come out within the next month is going to blow this away. Mm -hmm. Because there was over a 1,000 jobs created between the casino and look what's happened to the real estate in this county, people moving up here. I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess that we're going to find that we're having somewhere in a neighborhood of $35 million a year or more economic impact. And don't forget, we, we spent $2.2 million on that runway. Right. The guys who built that bought gasoline here, they bought lunch here, they're paying rent, you know, they're, that was just from that. Yeah. The, the the airport has had over $20 million worth of investment just at the airport. Wow. So. It's, the, the question is, not is it good. The question is, how does it positively affect our county? And it positively affects our county by, by encouraging people to come and build here, to pay taxes to support our county.
0: And I had some questions about this $26 million figure because it obviously sounds like A lot of money. So I emailed Jim after our interview to follow up on that number, basically asking how that actually gets calculated. And here was his response I am by no means an expert on the statistical analysis that the New York State Department of Transportation employs in their study. I will tell you that it is not as simple as counting the number of jobs at the airport. For example, If one considers the grant money that is awarded to the airport and spent for construction at the airport, then the economic impact is spread around the hundreds of people who work on those grant projects and provide services. Correspondingly, if one considers the gross receipts of the county every 10 years from a time before the county had the airport to the present, then the economic impact can be calculable to an increase in median household income, to an increase in the tax base, etc., such as through casinos, water parks, auto clubs, and their hiring. He also said that he thinks that the 2020 economic report on this will be released in the coming weeks, and I am really curious to see how that $26 million figure has evolved in the last 10 years, where we've obviously had... An incredible amount of development here in Sullivan County. The other interesting thing about the airport's finances that Jim talked about was that in the last few years, the airport has gone from bleeding hundreds of thousands of dollars to actually just crossing the line into generating revenue for the county. And the way that they went about doing this was kind of interesting
2: when I got here, the airport was costing the county
0: uh, about four hundred
2: to seven hundred thousand dollars a year to operate, and their revenues—the money that they bought in—were down here,
0: around the one hundred thousand mark for yeah. revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so
2: right about here, I convinced the uh, county that we should be fuel. Uh, uh, agents, we should have a fuel license, and we should dispense the fuel so that we can uh, benefit from that.
0: I mean, just to go back to to that chart really quick. You know, it, it looks like revenue has now surpassed expenses. Is that?
2: It's very accurate? very. It, it's, right now, it's slightly ahead, but at, by, when we look at the the annual annualized figure, we'll be break even or a little bit above. And that's right. uh, that. Really, for an airport,
0: that's the golden goose. That's, right. <laughs> that's what you're looking for. And that but, comes, in large part, just from selling fuel. It comes from uh,
2: selling fuel. It comes from paying attention to, uh, to the hangar rentals and you know, sharpening up your pencil. And this, uh, I'll, I'll give you an idea. When we talk about fuel. Uh, up until last year, we were selling about $400,000 worth of fuel, that, which everybody was, hey, it's great, yay, yay, yay. But this year, we're killing it. <laughs> this is where we are right now where in, in, in the month alone we sold $200,000 worth of jet fuel. What you're looking wow. at here is that previously we sold $395,000 worth of fuel. Currently we've sold $490,000, and that blowed by projection. Right? We're going to sell over half a million dollars worth of jet fuel. Now, some of your listeners are going to say, yeah, that's because the prices went up. Well, yes, the prices went up. But we also have been able to see a 30% increase in volume by gallonage. Hmm. So, by both measured by dollars and by
0: gallonage, we know that we're growing. So, uh, does that mean that there are more flights happening, or does well, that just mean that there are more flights that are purchasing it, fuel from good you? Good
2: question. It means both. Okay. And I'll tell you why, because we'll, we, that's a good segue. Uh, you're, you've watched TV recently and you've seen people complaining about how thousands of flights are being canceled.
0: Yeah, that's big
2: right? In the news right now. Well, the the industry of corporate travel is experiencing a 15% increase and it's projected to be a continued 15% increase for the next five years. So. People who were business travelers, who don't want to not know if they are coming back from their trip, who don't want to be squeezed out of a plane with the less, lesser number of business seats or first class, they, they, they're turning more and more to more private uh, means of transportation. New jet sales are through the roof, and corporations are, are, are setting up their own aviation departments. Hmm. Individuals of wealth are doing that, but there's another consequence. So all these new airplanes are being uh, uh, built. Where do you put them? Uh, The main airports uh, that that have been sheltering and hangering aircraft, Teeterboro, Morristown, Westchester,
0: they're full. So what's the solution?
2: 600 beautiful acres that are waiting for development. <laughs> Aren't you the intuitive one? <laughs> there are some things that I can tell you, there's some things I can't tell you. In the business world, there's such things as non disclosure agreements, NDAs. We have some uh, current NDA for some uh, uh, development that you will hear more about in the future. However, let, let me show you a, 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 a couple things that might hurt your interest. Here's a letter from the governor of the state of New York. What's the date? July
0: 21st. This is just last month from Kathy Hochul.
2: Yes. And she's lending her support for the creation of an international arrival and departure station here. So this tells you that there are plans
0: somewhere along the line.
2: Mm -hmm. for some major expansion here. Plus,
0: I will also tell you... So, so international arrival and departure to the station being built here, does that mean that there would be um, scheduled flights? No. It would still be unscheduled chartered flights? Yes. Okay. More than likely. Got it.
2: Last September, the New York State Department of Transportation announced a, a, a competition, a competitive uh, opportunity for airports in New York City who were commercial and they had two hundred and thirty five billion dollars for aviation expansion we were identified as uh, uh, those who were eligible mm. and we have been notified we're among the finalists it's like be on the next-to-last show for American Idol, but you you don't know if you're going to.
0: So what does Jim want to do with a potentially significant revitalization grant from New York State?
2: One of the things that we proposed was to redo our oldest building uh, here, which is a terminal, and give it a second floor uh, and a huge improvement in operations uh, capability Uh, being able to control uh aircraft and the ground uh, a lot a lot better and we can't wait to hear the final results
1: So this airport, it sounds like it's been here a fairly long time. Did Jim kind of go over any sort of a, a timeline like that with you?
0: Yes, he did. And I'm glad you asked about that. So the airport was built back in the early 1960s. And one of the things I was wondering when I was talking to Jim was why here? So... The airport is located kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's a few miles outside of White Lake. It's a few miles outside of Swan Lake, neither of which are major population centers in Sullivan County. So I always wondered what's the purpose of of having it where it is, kind of just up in the woods on a hill.
2: During the golden age of tourists in Sylvan County, there was a big uh, rivalry between Großigers and Concord. Hmm. They were the biggest and baddest in town. It was aviation that killed the business, uh, the, the uh, hotel business here initially. When people found out, that you could get on an airplane and fly to Florida in the same amount of time as it took the drive from Manhattan to Sullivan County, things started changing. And uh, what to do, what to do. The big players, Grossingers and Concord, had influence with the county. And they said, if aviation killed, is killing everything. Aviation can bring it back. We'll just instead of having people come from New York to the, to the hotel, we'll get them to come from other places. So they where to put the airport? This farm area was exactly equidistant from both hotels, and that's why they decided to put it here. And originally, they had conceived it as a airport that would have common carrier, and for a short while they did have some regional carriers here, but they couldn't make it financially. Let's take a ride. Sure. <laughs> There's a perception among certain people in the county, that this is just a rich man's playground. And they, don't, they need to be educated to understand that this airport serves a purpose that provides a, a, a lot of economic impact positively for the county, which positively uh, affects them.
0: We took off in one of the airport cars to have a look around the 650-acre airport property, and the first thing Jim did was pull up to the gate that opened onto the taxiway near the main runways.
2: Now we can't go out on uh, the field unless we have certain criteria. I have to have lights on and lights in the, in the, in the front, and I've got a turn on radio. This allows me to hear and speak to, if I choose, any approaching aircraft. Okay. Because this airfield is 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 what we call an uncontrolled airfield, not an out-of-control. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's, there's a big difference. Okay. There's a big difference. A controlled airport has a tower, right. and the tower controls the traffic that comes in and out. But you might be surprised to know that Reagan Airport in Washington, D.C., is also an uncontrolled uh, airport from six in the evening till six in the morning. Really? Right. And when you have an uncontrolled but not out of control of the airport, there are conventions and regulations that determine how the airspace is utilized. Uh, anybody, and, and it, it could very well happen while we're doing this bit of tour. As you approach the airfield from about five miles out, you identify on the radio on a on a known published frequency, uh, which pilots have to know before they take off to come, mm-hmm. uh, you announce your your registered number, you announce your type of aircraft, and you
0: announce your intention. Sure enough, we got to witness exactly that just a few minutes later.
2: Uh, uh-huh. What is that All right, so there's a Cessna aircraft three miles out. We'll, we'll probably see him land.
0: He doesn't have a speech impediment. He has a bad radio. Right, I was just thinking. And so how, <laughs> how when this happens, how can you guys possibly tell what they're trying to communicate to you Well, and, and what to do are, about it?
2: There are standard approaches. As we get up here, we'll take a look at the sock, and I'll tell you which end of the runway I believe he's coming on. Mm. Based on how the wind blows, you always want to land into the wind, not uh, not with
0: it on your tail. Because it'll help slow you down if, when you land. Into
2: yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. The sock looks to be blowing kind of across crosswind this way. Yeah, yeah. So if I were let's it. I probably would have chosen three, three for his lead. But he has, a, he has a, he has a crosswind. It's actually pilot's choice. He can determine if he has a skull. So
0: he, one, five. One, yeah, one five. Yeah, one five. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming right down. Was a quick approach. Yeah, is. So, this is a, a small Cessna?
2: Yes. That would be a four person maximum. He passed, not that good. He took two landings to make work. <laughs> <laughs> This is our runway uh, that, that we just did a bunch of rehabilitation to this airport. Looks really? like a million bucks, right? Yeah, it looks good. No, it looks like three point two million bucks. That's <laughs> what it cost uh, the federal government, basically, to, to, to do that for us. Wow! And how long is the runway? The runway is six thousand three hundred feet, wow. and, and it's a hundred and fifty feet wide. So that's designed for pretty large planes. It is a jet. Designed uh, a r- a runway, and what's more, it's the longest runway uh, outside of Stewart, which was a military base, hmm. between Metropolitan New York and Albany. People say, "Well, how, when is the airport open?" The airport is open 24 hours a day, with the exception of those times in emergency when we set it shut it down for uh, conditions on, on the runway. But we're Attended from uh, seven in the morning till five in the afternoon. Hmm. You might have seen a couple of my staff members working with you yeah. when you okay. came through.
0: Um, How many staff are on site right now? Right now there are
2: three of us. Okay. And I'm here because you're here. Right. <laughs> Otherwise I would, I wouldn't be. But I call, really appreciate I'm it. I'm on call 24 hours. Okay. Uh, and uh, I try to have two staff members. On call because, and we must do that right now. Walk through that door and check to the right. And tell me, what you
0: see? Oh, there's uh, a, a fire truck.
2: But but it's especially for a specially equipped fire truck. And these gentlemen, they wear many hats uh, to work for me. They have to be uh, certified uh, uh, aviation firefighters. And they have to, uh, like, every year, do a live burn exercise. We do it at a large airport down in Scranton, hmm. and plus they have to do monthly training and drill. And, and we have to have the fire truck because we are a commercial uh, airport. There are different uh, airports like JFK, Stewart Airport, Sullivan County, who are commercial, but we're different in our own different ways. You don't see any common carries, American Delta. You know, JetBlue or those guys here. Because mm-hmm. our commercial uh, certi- certification is for uh, specific aircraft that are chartered over uh, uh, 50 passengers. And with that, I have the same exact responsibilities that, that JFK does for uh, common carriers. We have to maintain a fire service, trade fo- trained fire service. We are one of 27 commercial airports in uh, New York State. And th- the federal aviation uh, nomenclature that we're a Part 139 airport. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what your other. Uh, if you're just a general airport like Wartsboro or Ellenville where small GA fly in, you don't have commercial traffic of any sort. Mm-hmm. You have commercial traffic, you're a Part 139. And you're part of the federal transportation national defense system national defense system, if we have an enemy in the world, chances are they know where New York City is. Mm. Chances are they know where the radar stations are for New York City and other places, right? The field elevation at this airport is 1,400 feet. That's where we're standing right now. Mm-hmm. Compared to the geography around us, it it's uh, uh, a bit higher. In fact, they know that on that little hill, right here, my window, they can put a portable radar station and they can cover three states, New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. That's why the
0: feds are pretty interested in continuing to do this. Maintaining this, yeah. Uh, support. Yeah. Jim also gave us a tour of the airport's tool shed, it's a little bit bigger than the one in your backyard.
2: Okay. Here's our tug. We can pull aircraft this up to 85,000 pounds. Wow. Huh. Got a lawnmower at home?
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not as big as, oh my gosh. <laughs> so this thing is uh, about 20, 20 feet, feet across.
2: It's uh... <laughs> it's a rather large mower.
0: Yeah, it is. Wow. How often are you uh, getting this place mowed here? Well, it's a never
2: ending task. Okay.
0: So, w- what's the uh, advantage of plowing versus snow blowing? Are you not supposed well, we to have plow to do, the no, runway? Well, here's
2: what happens you, you have to plow the snow to push it to the sides. Okay. When the, when the snow gets to the sides, it builds up. Those right. are called windrows. The airplane's wings would hit those. Got it. So you've got to have a blower go in and hit the windrows after you plow to okay. throw them
0: got it. away. Hmm. And do all of your employees know they how they have operate to operate yes. all of these? Yes, yes. That's my girlfriend, Emma. She came along for the ride.
2: I told you they wear a bunch of different hats. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And we we're, 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 we're ordering another plow and uh, uh, some more grass-cutting equipment.
0: One of the other things you mentioned was that you are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. What are, if any, some situations that have come up where you got a 2 o'clock in the morning phone call? Uh,
2: If a pilot was uh, en route to this airport, or in the vicinity, and he stops transmitting to the overwatching radar, TracON. If they lose him, mm. they will—they have called, and they will say, "We've—we—we we may have a plane down. Uh, we need to know has this plane landed at your airfield, and simply not closed its flight plan, or—or or can you smell any smoke and see any flames?" You know. Well, okay. There's a variety of other reasons why they, why they might call. Uh, and and it's, just part, it's just part of the job.
0: Yeah. It's just part of the job. One of the things that struck me about Jim was that he seemed very self-aware of the at times negative public image of the airport, which I think is one of the reasons why he was willing to come in on his day off to show us that there is more than meets the eye here.
2: Well, I, I'm hopeful that I, I've given you uh, enough that is paints a positive picture yeah. of the airport and of the county, yeah. and uh, uh, it's it been delightful for me. Old people like to tell stories. Uh, and, I love it, though. It's one of my favorite things. And, and I might have been <laughs> able to tell a story in the past, and I might have been able to
0: sell a few things along the way. Hey, if I didn't like listening to older people tell stories, I would not have an interview show. You want to hear my
2: best? If you turn it off, I'll tell you my best (laughs) English. Okay,
0: (laughs) On my honor, I will have to take that story to the grave. But let's just say it had something to do with a fancy plane and some Scandinavian royalty. If you want to know the whole story, you will just have to ask Jim yourself. Thank you so much to Sullivan County Airport Superintendent James Arnott for taking the time on his weekend to come and show me around the Sullivan County Airport and thanks to him for making a compelling argument for keeping this airport running for years to come. I'm Leif Johansson. And I'm Nate DePaul. And this is Close to Home.
1: Podcast from WJFF Radio Catskill. Have a great week.